Welcome to the Show Up Fitness Podcast, where great personal trainers are made. We are changing the fitness industry one qualified trainer at a time with our in-person and online personal training certification. If you want to become an elite personal trainer, head on over to showupfitness.com. Also, make sure to check out my book, How to Become a Successful Personal Trainer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great day and keep showing up. Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to the Show Up Fitness Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about designing a program for an obese client. Now, if you're a level one Show Up Fitness CPT level two, you understand programming. But what you don't understand is what the market of trainers think is proper for programming. This is really important for you to grasp as a trainer because a common phenomenon we experience is that imposture syndrome phenomenon, whatever you want to call it. And what you don't do is go out there and see what the competition is doing or what they know. Trainers are not ones to broadcast their expertise with programming or anatomy. What they do is they'll showcase their abs or their ass or client testimonials and use that as validity for their competence. And it couldn't be further from the truth. So I recently had someone reach out who wanted to work for Show Up Fitness. Obviously, if you want to be considered the best, you got to work for the best. And we have some of the best trainer rates out there. We charge the most, best opportunities to learn amongst professionals, physical therapists, professors. And we really provide an environment that is optimal for turning your passion for fitness into a career. And so someone reached out and said, here's my resume. I have 18 years of experience. I'd love to work for you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just giving you some insights because I quickly sent back an email saying, how would you design a program for an average obese client in the US who hasn't worked out in five years? His BP is 145 over 95, no injuries, no history of CAD. What would your assessment look like? What would you do for the workout? How much would you charge at our Santa Monica location? So I'm testing your competence and professionalism and to see if you are a bigger thinker. I know how the average trainer is going to respond. I've done this thousands of times. And the emails that I get back are comical. I really roll my eyes. And that's what led me to design a trainer quiz that I put in my book. If you're thinking about hiring trainers, here are some questions to ask just to weed out the bullshit. I'm not impressed with your 18 years of experience. You know how easy it is to have 100 people come in your doors and for 10 of them to get results. That's not hard. They're looking at you. They're motivated extrinsically from whatever it is going on in their life. They show up. They're going to get results. It has literally nothing to do with your fucking programming. But trainers will showcase that. Like, look at my client. They lost 100 pounds by following my diet which you put them on a calorie deficit. It's not hard to do. And then they show up and train. Your training principles are not why your clients got in great shape. And so this is what the industry is full of. We have these charlatan trainers, 18 years of experience, but then you really dive into their resume. And what do they have? A textbook certification. So you don't realize who you're communicating with. And also a simple way to weed out the bullshit is, are you going to ask me questions like, what is BP? What is CAD? Because if you have a foundation in kinesiology, you're familiar with blood pressure. And 145 over 95, the assessment process should look like the response should have been, I would not train this individual. 
I can take them through an assessment, learn more about their goals. Maybe if they want to walk around the block, that will be fine. But I'm not going to take them through a workout because they have hypertension. They call it the silent killer for a reason. That top number is systolic. The bottom one's diastolic. How hard your heart contracts, how hard it relaxes. And if that number is high and you're obese, inside, around your heart, that coronary artery, it's not a big artery. It's the size of angel hair pasta. With the inflammatory markers that we have today from the excess adiposity, we're not sleeping, we're stressing, we're doing a lot of activities that do not equate to a healthy heart. And that's what CAD is, coronary artery disease. So you don't have a history of it, but still this individual is not prime for a workout. I want medical clearance. I'm going to reach out to that physician say, we have a mutual patient. I would love to learn more about what you do currently. And I would tell my client, I want to go with them to their next checkup. After I get medical clearance, we can then go through a workout. But for now, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to link up with a medical professional. Here's what the average trainer does. Oh, I can help them because doctors are just going to put them on medication and we don't know what the fuck we're doing today. Western medicine sucks. Or if you're educated, you realize what is the single fastest way we can decrease blood pressure. I'm not talking about after sex or anything fun like that. It's medication. It's pharmaceutical intervention. And I love how people interpret that as, I can't believe you're promoting pharmaceutical intervention. Never said that. If there's a giant leak, duct tape can solve the problem immediately. It doesn't mean it's the long-term solution. We got to stop the leak. And that's what pharmaceutical intervention can do. I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to pharmaceutical school. I didn't get my MD in oncology. Doctors understand this stuff. They're giving a short-term solution. They're giving us the duct tape. Well, guess what? We can now implement a long-term strategy that's going to help our clients move better, feel better, and eventually go off the medication. Doctors don't have that long-term solution, and their background in movement and nutrition sucks, so they give blanket statements. They don't have the time to help the person in front of them because the whole entire ER is full with sick care. So what would be an awesome opportunity for you is to go and reach out to that physician and say, I can help all of your clients move better properly. You probably have this misconception that trainers are a bunch of idiots. They get their textbook certification. You've probably heard of some of them like NASA, MACE, ISSA. They don't mean shit. You need to understand that I'm a qualified trainer. I went through one of the best internships in the world. We understand movement and programming and anatomy. We go through the rotator cuff muscles, doc, supraspinatus, infraspinatus. I know you know all that stuff. And when you start spouting off anatomy, the doc goes, oh, I actually forgot about some of those. That's pretty impressive, young buck. How do you know this stuff? I thought most trainers are dancing around naked on Instagram, telling you that you got to go on this stupid diet, whatever it is. And so you showcase you're competent. Now you have the trust of that doctor, which you should offer to come into your gym, take them through a complimentary workout, or say, doc, my rates are normally 200 an hour. I'm only going to charge you 50%, 100 bucks for the first time. I'm going to assess you. We're going to go through blood pressure, movement screens. Make sure your insides look as good as your outsides. We'll do a grip strength test. And then whatever your goals are, I'm going to help you accomplish that. But most importantly, we're going to do it safely. And then he or she's going to go, wow, I actually need someone to refer my clients to. I would love to send you all of my patients. You can then tell the world that you have a doctor on your team. I want you to go ask 10 trainers right now who's on your team. 
Nope. What trainers do today, I'm a corrective exercise specialist and a coach and a wellness specialist and also a behavioral specialist. Shut the fuck up. I don't give a shit about all that stuff because you're trying to be a jack of all trades, which essentially tells me you're a master of none. I'm a master at training. And I have doctors and therapists and dietitians and psychologists on my team to better serve my clients if they need that. So you have this constant funnel coming in. Client will then come into your gym for a workout. They've gotten cleared. And then you're going to start out with a very simple workout. Because the most important thing you can do for your client is to get them to show up for the next one. You got to be positive. They're not going to respond well to a crazy circuit. We're not going to be doing a crazy CCA for the first time. That would be too demanding. So let me show you what this trainer did. And the funny thing, or should I say the scary thing, is this workout wasn't that bad. So the trainer said, I'm going to have them start out by getting on the treadmill for two minutes at a quick pace, hip flow mobility, leg swings, resistance band scapular retractions, and a resistant band pull throughs. That's a nice little warm up. When you critique programs, you always have some dipshit who's going to say, well, you don't know this or this. The fitness industry is saturated with trainers who taught themselves and they implement strategies that they think work for individuals. If they have 100 people who come through, maybe 10, 15 of them get results, they showcase it online, and now they believe that they're an expert in this. So is this warm-up fine? Yeah, it's okay. Could it be better? Absolutely, but I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty just for the warm-up. Let's start out with the first circuit. Assuming he's looking for general fitness, my mind goes, what the fuck is general fitness? Your clients don't come in saying, I'm actually trying to improve my general fitness. No, they say they want to look better naked, they want to feel better, get out of pain, perform better. That's it. And if you're not getting that response, you're not asking questions that are really prying into what they want. He may want to lose fat. That's what we said. He's obese. But I am guarantee you he has goals. He wants bigger arms. He wants to improve his bench press. Or he liked bench pressing in high school. You will learn that in the assessment. You got to ask better questions. So the workout is 20 seconds of bodyweight squats, 20 seconds of push-ups, 20 seconds of planks, two to three rounds depending on how he's feeling. When you make people go through a time-focused circuit, how do you think the form is going to be? If this guy is 191 pounds, that's the average weight of an American in 2024. So if he's obese, he's 200 plus. If you're telling him to do bodyweight squats and the push-ups and the planks, that's one minute of work. He's going to be gassed. The last time he did that amount of exertion was when he was chasing after an ice cream truck. He's not going to do well. So why do we want to embarrass him? Why do we want to make him feel terrible? Because your heart's going to be pumping through your chest, especially with high blood pressure, doing squats into push-ups back and forth like that. That's going to be way too demanding. And then we're going to get into 10 light kettlebell swings, 10 seated machine rows, into five more push-ups, two rounds. I don't know many obese individuals who are going to be able to crank out 20 plus push-ups. And if they were, they're going to be sore as fuck the next day. Why? The purpose is to get them to show up again. So they're going to buy into you. Those are the people skills. The trainer skills that we should have are the trade skills from your foundation and an internship, the level one certification that you get. The business side is understanding the people side and the trade skills and how they run full circle. 
And so if you beat the shit out of your client, you annihilate them. They may sign up for 11, 12, 20 sessions, whatever. But inside they're thinking, this is what I got to be doing to get back in shape. It sucks. And then tomorrow they're going to be in for a treat because they're going to be sore as hell. So what do you think the likelihood of them showing back up is? And I can look at someone's resume and I see job after job after job. And it's unfortunate because we're using 18 years of experience, but you haven't had any critical supervision. You haven't had someone say, you know, why did you do this? I would love for our society to be open where I can have a conversation with someone and say, this is not the best workout. I would give this a D plus max. And here's why. Psychologically, your client is going to have a challenging workout. That's not hard to do. You just did that. But they're not going to show back up. Did you do a pull? Yeah, you got your machine rows. Did you do a squat? Yeah, you got your body weight squats. Fine. But then for our hands, we're doing kettlebell swings. That's a difficult movement to conquer. What about for shoulders? Nope, not doing that. Buys and tries. What about what the client wants? What if they say, I've always wanted bigger calves? I want calves like you, Chris, because those suckers are beautiful as I'm looking at them right now. And they fucking are. Holy shit. Let's take a second to appreciate them. Oh, your clients want perfection in certain body parts. Keep it PC. I'm not talking about their ding dong. I'm talking about I've always wanted nice arms. You know, in high school, I was teased because I had scrawny legs. Well, let's focus on that. Let's get some good work in there so you can feel that burn. I'm not here to smoke clients. A client that trains hard for one month and then quits is not success. They're going to get results. They may have lost 20 pounds, but they're going to put on 30. A client who trains with you regularly and keeps showing up, those are the ones that get results. And so what I'd like to see is an approach that encourages positivity. Ask them what they like to do for a warm-up. They could have no idea. So keep it simple. Do some modified jumping jacks. Sit down, stand up, band pull apart. Nothing crazy. Whatever their main goal is. If they say fat loss, they still have a goal for a muscle. Whether it's glutes for girls, quads, hammies, arms, abs. Implement exercises where they can feel that. So I'm going to stereotype and say most dudes want to improve their chest and their arms. So we're going to do an incline dumbbell. He's a bigger dude. If he's comfortable benching, I would make that decision there. But for bigger people, I'm going to start out with incline because they don't fall as far back. You do a set and then you talk. You learn about what they like to do, what their profession is, if they have a family. You build that relationship. You rest for a long fucking time. I tell my clients, rest is the single most important thing we can do today. Because I could smoke you. That's not going to do much though because you're not going to show up tomorrow. Do you want to continue training and get in the best shape of your life? Ask your clients hypothetical questions such as, I want you to close your eyes six months from now. You've lost a significant amount of weight. You're stronger. You're feeling great. You walk by the mirror and you go, holy shit. You wink at yourself because you're feeling better. You're looking better. Now I want you to fast forward six months down the line and you don't have that. How's that going to feel? Well, guess what? You're going to get there from resting because all the other times in the past you tried these bullshit classes. Guess what? They didn't work because you weren't resting. I guarantee if you rest between sets and you build the stamina so you can get the work done, you're going to change your physique. When was the last time you've implemented longer rest periods? Oh, you haven't. Exactly. You are going to gain more from these rest periods than you would from doing some jumping jacks and burning a couple extra calories for general fitness. I don't give a shit about today's calories or tomorrow's calories. 
I want you to keep showing up. That's what I'm concerned about. I want you to get stronger on this push and this pull and this squat and this unilateral exercises that I deem suitable for the individual based on my assessment of them and what they like to do. If they don't give a shit about movement, I'm going to choose the ones that I feel are appropriate. Bench press, trap bar, deadlift, pull-ups. Each competent coach and trainer will have their designated exercises based on movement patterns that they feel are appropriate for their population. It's not doing things for time like they would at CrossFit or an EMOM. So I do two rounds of that, and then I'm going to move into a back exercise. I like the row variations. And then maybe if you feel it's appropriate, you do a plank. So you go from a C now into a CA. How's his breathing? He doesn't need to be huffing and puffing where his eyes are floating around. He's about to pass out. I let him know about glucose tablets. These are great to pop in your mouth. And if you feel a little woozy, I'll have one with you because we got to get you through this workout. The rest periods are going to get you there. And if you feel like it's appropriate to add in an accessory there, great. Do what they want to achieve. Nicer arms, do a bicep curl. Abs, do some crunches. You can do a plank. If they have pain, implement a corrective strategy for that area. Do that for two rounds. So we have a push. We have a pull. I start with upper body emphasis because when you do lower body, 40% of your mass is below your belt buckle because I know you're wearing one right now. So when we do a push up into a squat like that for a beginner who's deconditioned, their heart's going to explode. So I keep it simple. We're going to now do a very low intense leg exercise, step ups. Do that for six per leg. And then if you feel it's appropriate, you complement with another C there. You do another back exercise or a shoulder. And then that was when I would incorporate your first CCA if you felt like they were doing well. It very much could just be four Cs. You do a push, you do a pull, you do a leg, and then you do a press. And then they're like, wow, that wasn't that bad. You say, see, but the most important thing you can do is show up for the next workout. When do you want that to be? And then they go, wow, that actually wasn't that bad. And you let them know. It's it's like learning a new language. I'm not going to give you a hundred words to learn overnight. One at a time. Rojo, that's your word. We're good to go. If you can come back and you know Rojo, we are improving. You got this workout down. I'm super proud of you. High five. How many times a week do you want to train with me? X is what they're going to say. Or, Chris, how many times do you suggest? Without blinking, I say six. And they go either, okay, great, or that's a little too demanding right now. You're going to have people push back two to three is what I suggest. Why? You don't fucking work out two to three times a week. Do you think this person is going to have the discipline to get out there and do it by themselves? No, they need us. And so I'm going to encourage them to move more. Six hours out of the week working with me is significantly better than three. And guess what's going to happen? They're going to get in better shape faster. And they're going to be in a professional's care. Not taking an orange theory class where there's 40 other people in there and they're doing some bullshit burpee and all of a sudden they blow out their back and they can't train with you now. And so I start with six and then I enjoy the negotiation process. Well, you know what? Um, I was really thinking only two or three. Well, why were you thinking that? I want to get into their mind. Well, because I saw online that two to three days is all you need. Well, yeah, we're talking about the minimum competency. So if you want to pass a class in high school or college, you need a C minus or a D plus. You will pass. Are you looking to pass? Are you really looking to make a change for your physique and your mindset? 
I let them decide if they say, I don't want to do six times. I respect that. How many times do you want to train them? I'm not pushy like a car salesman. I listen. And those are the people skills that you need to understand and have supervision and, and critical feedback. Because if during that assessment, the client says, I've not succeeded in the past because I go too hard too fast. So I really want to ease into this. I would not object and say six times is what you need to do. I listen. I respect that. How many times would you like to do? That's what we're going to do. Two times, awesome. Two times fours, eight sessions. This is how much as it costs. And then we go month to month like that. Now, most of my clients, when they come to me, are looking to perform better, feel better, lose fat. They are executives. So they are going to do what I tell them. When I say six sessions, they say, great, here's six sessions. They give me their credit card for 24 sessions in the month. It depends on who you're working with. You will learn how to screen people. The clients that pay the premium amounts, they get the results faster and you're not chasing them around and they're not headaches. The clients that penny pinch and they're doing $30 a session, $40 a session. I'm talking about big markets like New York, Miami, San Francisco, LA, where there are equinoxes and lifetimes. People who go to those gyms, they can afford the training rates that you are charging. That's our business model. That's who I'm talking to. If you are a small group place, it's different. Use your head and don't just jump to conclusions and start complaining about, I can't believe you're telling someone who was sedentary to start working out six times. It's not realistic. I'm not smoking them like these workouts that this individual did. That's six high intense, crazy workouts. No, we do a push, we do a pull, leg emphasis, mobility days, cardio days. I will design a program that's going to get you in the best shape of your life most efficiently and safely. How do you think celebrity actors get in amazing shape? Bradley Cooper put on all that weight for his American Sniper movie. How? Training two to three times per week? Eating occasionally healthy? No, they're very, very strict and they're consistent with their workouts. When was the last time you committed to working with a trainer three times minimum for six months? You've never done it. So you're scared. I understand that. What were you thinking about when you came in working with one of the best trainers in Santa Monica, La Jolla, Michigan, wherever you're at? And you say it with confidence and a smile. I'm not saying, well, you're an idiot. You're not going to get in great shape if you don't train six times. We like to cherry pick information today. Would you rather have three clients training twice a week or one client training six times a week? Your argument could be, well, when they're out of town and when they're six, that's a huge drop. Well, that's why you have your online business going. You have your referral system going. So you constantly have the stream of revenue coming in. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. It will happen when your clients will leave. But I would much rather have that client who's consistently showing up because they're committed to the process. And if your panties or jockstrap got in a bundle over me suggesting six times a week, you're missing the forest for the trees. Because this trainer had them doing an EMOM, smoking them like a Biggest Loser workout, of which we've known that they're going to put on all that weight, trying to give them a quick solution. No, you have the medical intervention that's going to give them the quick solution for their blood pressure, which is great. Training with you regularly, consistently getting them to show back up. Long term, they're going to be able to go off their medication. And they're going to make the changes physically but mentally by themselves. And that's what's so important is when your client comes in and says, Chris, guess what? I worked out yesterday by myself. I'm so excited. Way to go. Chris, I didn't have in and out for lunch today. I decided to fast like you challenged me to do it. 
I feel so great. It's a huge accomplishment. Those are the victories for success. It's like in the matrix when he puts his hand out, stops the bullets. And Morpheus goes, he's beginning to believe, Trinity. Oh, I still get goosebumps. We need to get our clients to believe. And the more my clients are on social media looking at V-Shred or some fucking idiot talking about, this is how you lose your belly fat. And they're doing crunches. Here's how you work on your arms and you get rid of this flab. And they're doing isolation exercises. That bullshit is going to prevent them from long-term success. I want my clients in front of me more versus what the industry is like because it's a clusterfuck. So if you're thinking right now, I would never do six, ask yourself, when was the last time you proposed six to a client? Not one time. Don't do it to the client who's training three times and ask them, well, what if we were doing six? Ask yourself, when was the last time you presented six times a week to train with you? We're afraid of that because we don't believe in our services and you probably don't have a trainer. So you see that number, that's too expensive. My clients would never afford that. No, you can't afford that. Your bank account is the one with zeros, not your clients who have commas and zeros. And so when you understand the value of your services, I can help anyone get in the best shape of their life. I'm gonna change your mindset. I'm gonna help your marriages. I'm gonna help your work environment. I'm gonna make you the best version of you that you could ever fucking imagine. And that's why I'm the best. That's why you're the best. And our industry needs more confident trainers, not more textbook trainers who are showcasing all these worthless acronyms behind their name and trying to do these crazy metabolic workouts, killing clients. We need to embrace getting uncomfortable. And if your comfort zone is suggesting two or three workouts per week, try for four or five, try for six. We idolize celebrities who have chefs cooking their food. They sleep well, stress less. They invest into all of these magical supplements and pills. And they're getting into amazing shape physically. Inside, I don't know. But if they're doing that, what is the issue with offering your clients to train with you six times? They want to look like celebrities, actors and actresses. They go through the gauntlet to get into amazing shape. So why not present the realistic work that needs to be done to get there? And I just have to reiterate this because I know people are going to take this out of context. You will have clients that will say, I only want to work out X amount of days with you. I respect that. I had a client who swam two times a week, biked two times a week, and said he wants to do two times per week. I said, awesome, eight sessions, this is how much it costs. That makes it easier because I respect that. It's like you go to a restaurant and they say, what would you like to eat? I want steak. Well, then give them steak. Well, I really suggest you get the fish because it's the best in the world. They fucking want steak. Give them steak. But if a client says, what should I eat? I've heard great things about this restaurant. What would you suggest? I'm going to suggest what is best in my opinion. So you got to get out there in the trenches and learn the mindset of your clientele. There are numerous ways to skin a cat. We're so politically jacked up today. I don't even know if that's politically correct. Some people said it's not. We get offended at everything. We're skinning the cat. That's what I'm saying. Your methods could work. I want to hear them. What has worked for you? If you want some feedback, I'll be more than happy to give you feedback. If you've had 10 clients who came in and they were all obese, what was your closing rate? Did nine of them sign up with you? Awesome. Did three. Let's talk about why the other seven didn't. When was the last time you had a trainer observe a session? When was the last time you sent your programming to a trainer to have it critiqued? 
Trainers don't do that. They're scared. Well, um, this is how I do it. It doesn't work like that in medicine. I decided to do heart surgery by going in the back. Oh, that wasn't smart. That's not how you do it. This is how you do it. There's processes and procedures for a reason. It's good to challenge the mold, sure, but always looking out for the safety of your clients. The best workout your clients can be doing is the next one. You could have your clients sit down for the entire hour and you just really dig deep into their background and their past and they're going to open up. And I've sold clients training with me who are still working with me today online. And that first session, we didn't do shit. We talked the entire time. They talked the majority of the time. And they opened up and they felt confident. And there's something that you talk about a Neo moment when you know you're a real great fucking trainer is when you can get someone to commit to you training for three months at a time or longer without even showing them movement. I've heard trainers say, you got to get out there, get them moving. You got to smoke them. You got to make sure that they're going to love this. Well, what about the other side of it? What if you're that good that you can just talk to a client, listen, empathize, and confidently give them the recipe for success and they believe it because they know it because it's oozing out of you because you're that confident. And they say to you, I'm sold. I'm ready to go. How many sessions do you suggest? And you tell them and they give you a credit card and then they schedule the next week's worth of appointments. Because what does the average trainer do? They annihilate them doing crazy shit like that workout today. Or they tell them they're dysfunctional. Well, we can't get you a training regularly until we fix all your imbalances. You have an overactive fuckingist Magnus. Shut up. Stop doing things that are scaring clients, making them feel like they're broken, this delicate little snowflake. Show up consistently. Own these movement patterns. Get stronger. Modify your behavior. And guess what? You're going to get the results. I want to hear what you would do for your clients. And like I said earlier, if you want feedback, we're here to help you. If you haven't got your level one, shoot us a DM. We have a 14-day free trial right now. We will help you become a qualified, certified personal trainer. I was talking with someone the other day, and they didn't realize that our certification is recognized nationally and internationally. So by going through our program, it will allow for them to renew their certification. You don't need to go spend $1,000 to get another certification from a textbook that doesn't do shit for your career if you're already training. Level yourself up. Go through the program. For $449, you can become a qualified trainer and actually know what you're talking about. If you work at a gym and they haven't heard a show up, that's a great opportunity for me to reach out to them. That's why gyms like LA Fitness and EOS, they recognize our certification because I've talked to management. I can get involved and I can see how we can talk to the right individuals to get our certification approved within that institution. All right, y'all, look in the mirror, smile, kiss your biceps, smack your ass. You are beautiful and it all begins by helping others. Remember, keep showing up.